You are welcome to the SNC Show. My name is Falashade Anozie, and I'm going to be your awesome, fun host. Now, I'm not going to waste any time rambling or sharing details by moonlight stories that I'm unknown for, because I know that you're probably thinking out loud, what is the SNC Show? The SNC Show is your premier weekly podcast that will feature interviews with some of Nigeria's unique, talented, up-and-coming, and established music producers and songwriters. I like to call them the unsung heroes of the Nigerian music industry. Now on the show, we'll get to know more about the geniuses behind music production in Nigeria, discuss their creative process, talk about the Nigerian music industry sprinkled with some insights from a business and legal perspective, and just talk about any other interesting topics for your listening pleasure. Now, of course, some people would like to know how I came up with the idea for the podcast. So I'll talk about that real briefly. Now, for starters, music is my first love and I thoroughly enjoy the creative process of making music. It literally just gives me life. And in terms of using a podcast as my medium of expression, honestly, that was truly inevitable because I have been listening to podcasts for almost about I believe seven, oh, yeah, about seven to eight years now, and I truly love the numerous opportunities that a podcast presents for communicating with a large number of people. I also used to work in the Nigerian music industry as a radio host and an A&R, and I like to call myself an unrepentant A&R, and my friends will testify that I am the queen of forever introducing them to some artist, some producer, some songwriter. And honestly, it gives me so much joy because I truly believe that God has put me on this earth to, in some way, contribute my quota to the world by sharing you know good music with other people and until god says shade it's time for you to come home which by the way satan is not anytime soon because i'm not yet blown and hammered <laughs> so until then i will continue to do my part in talking about awesome nigerian producers songwriters and you know artists in general so yeah but um <laughs> aside to that um i'm also just passionate about business and the law but i also believe that it is important that i contribute my quota to, to the nigerian music industry in whatever small way that i can i truly truly believe that because my goal with the show is to ensure that with every episode you get to know more about not only these amazing Nigerian creators and their thought process, you also learn about the burgeoning Nigerian music industry, including their challenges and the positive strides being made. I'm really super excited about the show and I hope that you are as well. Now, on to the show. For our very first episode, I have buddy Nigerian producer DJ Mo. DJ Mo is not just a producer, he's also a DJ, he's a film score composer, and he's also an actor. And I hope that you enjoy my interview with him. Okay, so welcome to the show, DJ Mo. It has taken us how many months to get you here? Yo, happy fun. <laughs> yeah, six months. Yes. But you know, we made it. We did, we did. I'm happy. That's good to know. So, first of all, how was your Christmas? My Christmas was great. It, it was, was great? What amazing. did you do? What I had did you family do? around. I had all the people I hadn't seen in years. Did you have plenty of rice and chicken? Well, we're getting to that. I oh. Yes, <laughs> Sorry. Of course, a lot of chicken, a lot of turkey. It was fun. It was okay. Amazing. That's good. So, do you have any plans for the new year? Yes. What are the plans? plans to bring out tons and tons 
good music. Great. Okay. Yes. Cool. All right. That's good to know. Before we go into the questions that I have deliberately typed mm. up and written up and stored in my head mm. for you. Uh, <laughs> before we get to DJ Mo, we're going to start off with um, who DJ Mo truly is, like your passport name. And your passport name is Imodu Ayonote, right? Yes. So can you tell us a bit about who Imodu... <laughs> Sorry, you can correct me when you start talking. So can you tell us, about, can you tell us a bit about who Imodu Ayonote is? Imodu Ayonote. Music producer actor, DJ, well, sometimes I'm a model, but Giving that's, that's, model that's me in, in a nutshell. So, where did you go for primary school? I went for, I went for my primary school, I went to St. Leo's Catholic Primary School in Kedja. Okay. Yeah. And where did you go for secondary school? Where did you attend secondary school? I don't want to. You know, say... I bet talk where you went for... I went to school. King's College. Oh. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You're a KC boy. Yes, I am. How, yes. how... Marriott. <laughs> <laughs> how did I not know this? Well... Like, I you... I guess we lost touch. No, I know. So it's not even that. I feel so, like, you know, all the... First of all, the, one of the other, the other KC boys that I know is Jafet Omojo, my friend. Oh, oh, um, oh. And he's the only other KC boy that I know. And, you know, because usually KC boys, people have... People have Small crease for head. You don't know, they feel yourselves me, too much. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't get that. So, you went to KC for yes, secondary school. Okay, I, cool. Yes, cool. Now, so, were you in the arts or sciences in secondary school? No, I was more into the sciences. Yes. So, did you I like, do you have a. Mechanical engineering. I liked machines. I liked a lot of machines and a lot of uh, science uh, oriented stuff, but going into the university. I studied uh, online UK Open University. Okay, so that's, that's what you did for uni. Yes, okay. and then uh, I did uh, software engineering. Yes, really, really, really mind blowing. It opened my mind to a lot of innovations. Basically, it was really cool. That's great. So that's just a brief history of you know your passport name. So, <laughs> <laughs> so how did you now make the transition from Imodu Ayonote? Well, not transition per se, because yeah. it's like a merging of Imodu yeah. and DJ Mo. How did you now segue to DJ Mo? Yes, uh, the transition came when uh, I just thought about it in school that I liked to make music, you know, and I really wanted to do it as a profession. I wanted to do it more, like, make it professional. And uh, I started learning how to make uh, music with softwares, you know, because I already had that software background. And it just, you know, started from there. It was really amazing. So... During during uni, your interest, I guess my, I guess let me just backtrack. So how did you even start? How did you get started in the music industry? Like how did you start developing beats? Like was it from your childhood or was it your experience um, in uni that made you say I want to go into music full time? My music knowledge came when I was six. I learned how to play the piano, you know, and from there it gave me this basic idea of what music should be, you know, how should, how to make music. But I left that for a very long time because, of course, I had to go to school. I had to learn a few things or other things. But I would say in university, the idea actually came up to do music. And 
let's just say it, it was it was a turning point for me you know it was a turning point and uh, i had to learn a lot more skills learning music production with digitally and then going into mixing and mastering you know i was blessed to meet someone who gave me some tutorials on mixing and mastering and it just really really took me up from there and I'm, I'm blessed to actually say that right now. I mean, <laughs> my sound. <laughs> you don't, you I don't. Mama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't say too much. I won't say yeah. too much. So, um, once you now became more familiar with the software, yeah, you now decided that you wanted to do music full time. Ex- exactly, exactly, exactly. And what was the first beat that you produced? <laughs> uh, this is really do funny. It's really embarrassing. It? Because my first beats, uh, so like I can't play, I can't play them for anybody. Like, uh, like it's it's really embarrassing. Well, but it, it sounded good though. But I mean, the technology at that time was wasn't really wasn't really encouraging. We're going to play it. No, no, no. <laughs> During a commercial break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay, yeah. So go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah. So um, after your first beat, which was like apparently crap to you. Yes. You... Yeah. Then I met. I was blessed to meet. Uh, some guys from Nighthouse, okay. Rockba and uh, Larry, oh, and then they, yeah, and they they listened to my stuff and they were like, mm, they had potential, but I needed to work on my sound, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why I just you know started working on my craft, you know, make made myself put myself under serious pressure, you know, trying to bring out good music. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just moving on to your sound, what would you call your? How would you define your sound as a producer? My sound, <laughs> my sound. I I love EDM. I okay. love EDM. So mm. that's the kind of music I make: uh, okay. dubstep, drum and bass, trap, house. Okay. I love house, okay. Afro house, soulful house, deep house, all that, all that stuff. And then also I make Niger stuff: Afro beats, Afro pop, high life. You can just name like a lot of genres that I actually make. Yeah. Um, so my next question would be, well, first of all, do you have a favorite, do you have, so you well, you said, you said your favorite is EDM, right? EDM, man, I love it, drum, what, what, I love dubstep. What is it about, what is it about EDM that, um, is your, what, what is it about EDM that makes it your favorite? EDM is more liberating, it allows you, it makes you create your own sounds from scratch, you know, because you use synthesizers to actually make different sounds bass synths keys like sounds for pianos and all those things so it, it makes you it, it gives you a creative sense of what you want to make from scratch and sometimes it sound it may sound crazy but i mean that's the that's the that's the essence of making edm music you can you can make so so many things from just one oscillator sound you know it's it's, 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 it's interesting. It's really interesting. So, um, what I, I my next question would be: What is distinctive about a DJ Mo production? <laughs> mm, the weird sound. Weird. When you hear that weird sound, you just know it's, it's definitely me. And then I like to create grooves that keep like they stick to your head. I like to create grooves, like ready grooves. Sometimes people are like oh. Your groove, you know, your sound, you know, I like the way it sounds. It's it's just more about my groove, and uh, I like to play with uh, synths. So sometimes when you hear some synths in my song, you just know, of course, it's a DJ Mo sound. So 
some people actually think I'm weird, but I mean, I like it like that, man. It's it's distinctive. It makes me who I am. It creates my, it carves my niche for me. That's interesting. Very 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 cool. Um, I'm gonna no no no. I'm saying that I say that because um, let me give a quick plug and acknowledgement that DJ Mo did produce the theme song for the SNT oh show. So thank you that. so much for that. Um, you're welcome. You're so welcome. So when you identify welcome. the sense, you know that's your production. Um, which is which is awesome. So. My, the other question would be, um, in terms of you said that your your sound is we know a DJ Mo production yes. from the yes. sense. Yes. Can you describe briefly how you work on a musical project? Okay, when I want to start a music pro- project, hundred percent or ninety percent of the time, I always would like an artist to come with a written song because once you have a written song, it makes building the track or building the song an easy process it's mostly easier that way that's one way and then another way is i come up with melodies build it from scratch to maybe beats arrange build the groove and then from there i have a final a final masterpiece do you find one way easier than the excuse me than the other Mm. I wouldn't say there's one way that's easier than the other. It depends on how you want to work. It depends on the avenue you know, at which you want to make the music. If you have an artist who has a good sound, yes. If you have a good melody, yes. Any, any way works. Any way works. So in terms of the music industry, not just in Nigeria, yes. and um, not, not, not just in Nigeria, but also outside the country, Yeah. Who are your biggest musical influences in terms of production? Hmm. While growing up, I listened to a lot of Timberland. Timothy Mosley is such a great, such a good producer. I listened to a lot of Dr. Dre. They influenced my sound so much. In what ways? Timberland has a way of playing with synths. You know, he makes creative sounds like you can never know where he gets those sounds from and it's really 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 interesting like the way the way he actually comes up with those sounds it put me in a it put me in a mind frame or in a mode to actually come up with my own sound because i of when i was growing up i always was used to the organic sound you know the whole violins the pianos the guitars but when I got to know that you could make sounds from synthesizers, oscillators, it, it put me in a deeper in a deeper sense. Like I could make more out of this. So he really influenced me with his sound. He's such a great producer. He brought out too many records with diverse sounds. I'm like I'm so I'm like he's he's, he's my inspiration. He's one of my biggest inspiration. Okay, what about Dr. Dre? What was it about Dr. Dr. Dre? Dr. Dre has such heavy kicks, heavy, heavy kicks, heavy bass. He's the king of ma- sampling, you know, the, the master sampler. <laughs> Dr. Dre. We're still get the sampling. <laughs> because he's the king, he's the king of sampling. Like, you know, the MPC. Some would say Tim Mullen is the king of sampling. Well. You know, he's uh, had every, a couple of just use hand there. Yes, 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 yes. But I mean, every, every, everybody has their own opinion, though. Um, I wanted to get to sampling later, but quickly, <laughs> I'm, so I look at sampling from two different perspectives. From a musical perspective, what is your take on sampling? Sampling, I don't, I don't, 
think there's really a big issue with sampling. You could, if as a creative person, if you could take a piece, a piece of uh, sonic sound and recreate it, manipulate it however you want it. It's really a new way to make sound production. A lot of there are a lot of sounds you hear now, especially in EDM, where you have sampling. It's 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 really is is the is the future. Sampling is the future. I asked um the, my, the question on sampling okay. because um John Kellogg, who's okay. a very popular entertainment attorney back mm-hmm. in the United mm-hmm. States, he okay. says that he always tells his artists not to sample, okay. and that's from a legal perspective. But um from a creative perspective, some yes. of the criticisms that pe- um producers get for sampling okay. is the fact that people say that they're trying to leverage on a sound that has already been created, being created rather than actually creating from scratch so do, so you, you that, don't, that's, you that's don't actually that. smart that's actually smart you know creating from something that's already you know been created something that already exists because if you look at the commercial markets you actually want to bring out something that people already are used to you know you want to bring something that people don't know mm-hmm. but sampling if you look at it yes th- i think he has a point if you look at it from the legal aspect you won't want to infringe on anyone's uh, rights or anyone's copyrights because for you to bring up or record a sample like that you have you, you, have, you, have, you actually have to get clearance clearance <laughs> what's wrong with me <laughs> so you know th- th- because people nowadays are more enlightened that they're wiser now they rec- they copyright publish you know a lot of their sound so you have to always get clearance to use their sounds. It's not like before where you could just put a sound and just use it in and get away with it. Now it's, it, it's the competition is really hard. It's really hard. But interestingly, again, John Kellogg says that he tells his artists and his clients that, not, well, not artists, his clients that even from, even if you do get clearance and um, copy, you get, um, pretty much you get clearance and the license from the owner of the original copyright. Okay. He still says that it is not in your best interest because for one, in terms of royalties, okay. you may have to pay the person half of whatever you get from the um, from the new creation, the derivative okay. that you're making okay. from the you know prior yes. copyright. So he's like, it doesn't even make any sense for you to say you want to share your royalties 50-50 with someone who already, who already owns the copyright. So that's his take on it. But he's like, if you must sample, please get clearance, clearance. and get the person to give you the license because when you do get sued, the amount of money that you could have paid for the clearance or the license yes. would actually be less than actually than yeah, what you get to for exactly royalties. For being sued. Yeah. So, um, you, you, but you don't agree with that. Uh, well, I do actually agree because it won't make any sense if you put a lot more into getting a sample mm-hmm. and then you have to get less in return. Like, mm-hmm. ROI, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't make doesn't any make, sense. Yeah. But who, if you look at it from a creative aspect, it doesn't matter. You could share share your royalties with whoever to actually bring out a great record who knows in five years you could even make more than what you even put into getting that that's a uh, sample that's another way of another looking, another at, looking it. at it yeah interesting perspective now let's just move on to um, a different i guess a different part of the interview i want to ask when did you begin? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, no, I'm afraid. Was, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my question is, when did you begin to get re- recognition as a music producer? Was it um, after a particular project or a particular song? When did that start for you? Yes. When did people it, was, when, when did you it, it, it was It was basically after 
a series, a web series. What was the web series called? called Indigo. Oh, Did you ever see it? I heard about it. Oh my god! Oh, it was for those who don't know what's Indigo about, real quick. It's a web a web series about uh, a group of or a band, a, a band okay. like a group of like four boys who went into a lot of issues between their manager and her boyfriend. Had so to yes, I had to produce all the and I even acted in it. Oh my god! Are you uh, serious? Yes, I you did. Were Yes. I think I remember seeing a clip of that you were shooting gun or something. Oh no, that was another thing. Oh, man. My, my, I mean, my. I mean, we'll get oh, into oh. that, but that's <laughs> not. Okay, sorry. Was, apparently, was, I didn't see Indigo then, but I heard about Indigo. I mean, but it's poor, okay. Poor you. I you still know. love you. <laughs> Whatever. So, <laughs> so yeah, Indigo. So you had to. That was when you. Yes, began yes. So that's when a lot of people started giving me recognition as a producer because I think they didn't, I, or I guess they knew the work the work that you know went into producing for 13 episodes you know and they actually really liked the sounds they had okay. so i think that was a really good one and what kind of sounds did you have to create for indigo okay it was more it was more urban it was more um hippie it was like hipstar kind of uh, series where you had four boys you know going through teenage life and then they had to join a boy band so i had to make sounds like that hip hop uh, a lot of pop, yuck. Uh, what? You know? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I mean, come on. But I mean, some cheesy kind of sounds, you know. Okay. Love, love songs and stuff. Oh, so you hate love songs? Oh no, I do actually like love so songs. So I think yuck. It's cheesy, you know. It's oh, a lot but of. You love that is such an awesome. No, I mean, as a music producer, you you shouldn't really take sides in the kind of sounds you should make. But I mean, I really, you have a preference, yeah, of course. Uh, okay, yeah. so <laughs> in terms of the sounds that you had to create for Indigo, did you have to watch the web series first, like maybe like a couple of episodes, or did you just create, did the producer or director tell you that, okay, in um, DJ mode, this is what I want, this is the kind of sound I want for the for the series, or do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, I think it's a combination of both. So you did a combination of both? A both, yes, okay. because... Before we even started, he gave me the scripts. Okay. I read the scripts. Okay. I understood the characters. I understood the story. Mm-hmm. And then he told me he had already written some songs. The producer is really good producer, really good director. Imo Imo Moran. Okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Major boy. Yeah. Cool, cool, Bad guy. Cool. So yeah, cool. so he came up with the lyrics, mm-hmm. and then I had to create the sounds for the different characters. Exactly. Oh, okay. So I had to even bring a friend of mine. Her name is Maka. Shout outs to Maka, man. Like she's so amazing. Cool. She, we, Maka. yeah. She wrote like with the lyrics. She wrote the songs. She came up with the melodies. So I had to come up with the beats, and then we just created world class music. Nice. Like that's the way I can put it. So you cut your teeth. You began to cut your teeth on Indigo. Mm-hmm. Then what was the next step for you? Because I know that you had another um, production. The, ne- the next, the, the next step. For me, it was actually because from there, I started getting a lot of accolades in okay. the movie industry. Okay. So I started to score for films. Nice. And I've done a few films. What films are um, Have a Nice Day okay. on YouTube. It's, uh, let's say, a drama, like a drama, a TV film, a TV movie, yes. And then uh, I did uh, Theo's Dora, a romantic comedy. Yes, I did that as well. I've, d- I've done a couple of films okay. as well it's really 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 interesting nice. it's really really but i um, you know nice. in the process of me researching and asking you all these questions yes i stumbled upon the fact that one of your most recent production for uh, your movie scoring movie scoring 
Yeah. Projects. Yeah. Um, what was it called again? Whoa. The one that won an award. Oh. Well, I would have liked to take the credit, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't score oh, that. Oh, you didn't one. score that. Oh no, I but didn't. But you, all, all you did was acted in it. Yes, I did. Oh, I did. Well, I mean, I didn't want to tell you guys that you know I was oh. like an actor, actor <laughs> like that. But yes, she did. She said. She said it. What she, was the movie? What was that? Movie? It's called Slow Country. Slow Country. Actually, oh, okay. it's yeah, an action film, oh. an action drama. I played the role of an assassin in oh, the movie, okay. shooting guns. <laughs> well, Very. clearly, we know what assassins <laughs> And do. yes, it won an award at the African Film Festival. Yes, it oh, did. Okay. Who produced, who, who scored that? Who scored that movie? Um, yeah. The director actually got someone else okay. to score cool. it. So you, know, you, so you dabble in acting and then you model as well? Yeah. Interesting, interesting. A man of many talents. If you say so. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank A man you. of many. So thank you. is there going to be a segue from production to strictly acting or is um production your i mean who knows i mean anything can happen i mean next year 2017 we're hoping for the best 2017 actually what am i saying what is 2017 what is that hold on i think that's an engineer for now right right oh you're such a huffy anyway so 2017 looks promising a lot of opportunities yes okay yes very cool very cool um, so just to go back to the creative process for um, you as a producer, one of my questions I've always wanted to ask is, is there a specific to you, again, this is your, in your opinion, okay. is there a specific difference between a beat maker okay. and a music producer? <laughs> and, this is you know, interesting. At, at what point do you, you know, do you think that someone should be labeled a music producer versus a beat maker? The truth is there actually is a difference. That okay. is the funny thing. Because a lot of people just storm into softwares and just feel, oh, they can make beats. Mm -hmm. Beats seeming they can just make percussion sounds, you know, put it, put them in patterns, just make beats and, you know, they'll be banging and disturbing your speakers. (laughs) But when it comes to the music side, where they have to put melodies together, because you have to understand music, you have to know your skills, you have to know, you have to know your skills, you have to know your music theory for you to know how to make tunes Mm. you understand Mm. to your beats so i can actually say yes there's a difference between a beat maker and a music maker so a beat maker is someone who just makes beats. just makes beats just samples and lays down beats together to make good rhythm Okay, and then but a music producer sums the rhythm up with good melody, you know, syncopation, all that music term. I don't want to bore you. Do you get like you know so. you just go into like a trance, you know? So that's music production. It's a it's a com- a compilation of so many things put together, you know. Oh, interesting. So that's 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 really interesting. Um. So, so a couple of people that you know, the people that should not be called music producers. That's what you're saying versus beat makers. So they should just. Well, you said it, but <laughs> I, 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 I get, I get, I get what you're saying. Yes. No, I'm just saying, like I'm just saying that. Yes, you know, yes. There are some people should they shouldn't be called music producers. They should be called beat makers. They should just have a bucket with a stick and just make sounds. Hmm. That's all. You are throwing shit. Oh no, I'm not. not no, you. no, not me, DJ okay. Mo. No, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, so speaking of being a music producer, okay. still on that topic, um, what determines the kind of artist that you choose to work with 
Is, is it just because of the person's vibe or the person's sound? Can you take us through what the, the, the choices that you have to make and saying, I want to work with this artist versus that artist? Most of the most of the people I've worked with on my sound, that's my own sound, my production, EDM. is the EDM. Uh-huh. It's more particularly about how they sound, their texture. Okay. I'll, if I have to listen to their texture first before I can print whatever they do on my sound. The texture and of singing. That's what they're, yeah, they're, they're their singing, voice. their voice texture. Okay. It, it goes a long way because when you mix the sound, when you mix the, their texture, mm-hmm. it, 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 there's so much embellishment that goes into into it and it's really, really, really rich and really nice than somebody who has really bad or husky voice. You know, these people have different voice textures, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah. So sometimes your voice may not work with a particular exactly. Sound. Okay. So I I always have to listen. Like I give them sounds, and I always have to listen to them sing for me to know if I if I'll be able to work with the person or not. So on that topic, how much importance do you place on having a good relationship with someone that you know to actually get a good record? So do you have to be chop it up with the person that you're going to so that the person can deliver a good record or is it just about doing coming into the studio laying down the beat with the person I mean it depends it depends on however well, like as you said rapport if yeah. you have a good rapport with the person but it also depends on if the person has the time to do it at the time you want to do it so sometimes you can give the person the beat to work on to record to come up with melodies and then when you enter the studio it's an easy ride than when you all just go into the studio fire brigade approach and then you just want to record it sometimes it doesn't come in naturally like i was reading an article where there's this guy talking about you know if somebody wants to go into the studio to record you, you just sometimes you just go like out of town just you know absorb all the ideas you want mm-hmm. and instead of just you know entering the studio and just you know coming out with sounds it doesn't really help like sometimes you need to just gather gather a lot of things mm-hmm. galvanize and just pour them out okay. when the time is right and do you think that there's a there's a pr- for you as a producer okay do you prefer um working in a professional studio versus a home recording setup? Mm, that's another thing that's another thing you know, as 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 I would say, it depends on how to reach the person. If it's very possible for you to use like a home studio now, if it's possible, you can, you know, do whatever you want to do. But it will always be best to do everything, especially your final mix, your final mix and master in your studio. Why? Because first of all, the acoustics, you need good acoustics. You need good sound. You need good paddings. You know. You need good speakers, you know, and then you want your equipment to always give you like this, not even distortion, like it will for it to drag. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when your system starts giving you issues, it's really frustrating, and it can also hinder your creative process. Mm-hmm. So you want something seamless, and most of the studios, professional studios, always have really good systems to work with, okay. and they have good speakers, they have good padded audio i mean everything is endless man oh my god so you're <laughs> so you're a team professional studio versus over team home setup clearly yes. it's okay there's yes. nothing you know that's, although okay. even though i, I have like a, the you, home studio yeah. i have a home studio i mean yeah. come on yeah okay. i mean I, I, I shout out to all the people who have home studios i yeah. mean you your hustle is real yes. i mean you guys can still do amazing stuff but yeah. it's always good to 
go into a proper recording studio it helps it helps most times you were talking about you feel Space. that yes that um a professional studio yeah. is better than a a home studio a home studio in yeah. terms of mixing and mastering yes now just to go on to mixing and mastering for those who do not know what the difference between mixing and, and mastering. Can you tell us what that involves? Mixing, mixing a song. When you have all your instruments, it will be best to balance your instruments as one. Okay. You know, making the bass, the kicks, the trumpets, the horns, making all the hi-hats, everything all sound as one. Making, you know, balancing them. If you have to bring down the faders, you bring them down subtle you know easy you don't have to it, it may even take a lot more maybe like using equalizers compressors but it's just basically balancing them so that they don't distort now once you have a good mix then you can now take it into mastering mastering is where you now have to balance like put a bit of polishing in the sound making sure that this uh, frequency and this frequency, everything is all, you know, and they are all in, you know, sync. They are not out of, you know, they are not out, they are not, they are not like out, out of sound. If mm -hmm. you get what I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to say too many things, too many technical things. No, but it's, it's just basically polishing the sound. And then most importantly, making it louder. You know, but a lot louder? of people louder. A lot of people don't really buy the whole loudness yeah, thing. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yes, like but sometimes if you look at it, if you want to make a pop record, if you want to make a pop record, you may have to apply the whole loudness or thing because most of the things you hear on the radios and media, mostly loud songs, you know, it really catches the the consumers. But you don't really have to do it if you look at it from another perspective. Perspective. So the pop record, you feel like not you feel like in your experience, the loudness goes with the pop record. Yeah. Now for an EDM record, what kind of um, loud? Actually, loud. Well. Yes, because yeah. if most of the EDM songs we have now are actually like popular pop songs, sure. you know, yeah. so you may still need to apply loudness into it. Like you have to boost the peaks all the way high, mm -hmm. and it, it, like it would really disturb you. You know, sonically. What so. about an R&B song? Well, the thing about an R&B song is more about you know the elements of mm -hmm. the song, like the bass, the the, the drums, the, guitar. you know, the guitars. You know, yeah. so there there are some elements you have to look into before you just boost this track up. You know, you have to think about all those elements. I was telling, I think I was telling somebody about you know different mixing for different genres, and the person mm -hmm. was looking at me like, "What's he saying?" You know, but you know the thing is, different genres have actually have different musical elements you know like if you're classical of course you know that you have more of the strings you know the concertos the cellos all those things must you know make some certain level of uh, presence you know than other genres they must be felt. exactly okay. they must be felt yes so there, there are some there are some elements you have to focus on while mixing so that you don't just make everything sound, you know, like it's all, you have to mm -hmm. really, really look into all those things, Yeah. you know, all those different like details. Yeah. So some sounds have to come up more than others. Yes. Some sounds In some to, genres, yes. mm -hmm. like EDM, now you have heavy kicks, heavy snares, synths, risers, effects, all those things come out. Like you have to mix all those things together. Cool. Mm.
So, um, well, I'm going to move now to yes. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Now, because I, I know we haven't talked about Afrobeat, and I want to, I want to ask a question. Okay. Do you think that Nigerian music has a, part, a pe- particular a or peculiar sound. sound? Yes, it does. Oh, it uh, does. That can it be does. Thanks, anywhere. Thank, thanks to Fela Nicola Kokuti. He yes. actually, you know, defined and brought out the Afrobeat sound and. Nigerians as well have actually taken the Afrobeat sound into an, another level because we have we've, dis, we've defined our sound. Let's let's look at it. We've defined our sound like anywhere in the world now. You, you have Afrobeats playing. You have different sounds from Nigeria playing heavy kicks, heavy snares, guitars, congas, percussions. Like it's it, it's in your face. You always have all these things there. So I really, I really give, I really give props to Nigerian music because it's, it's really, it's really, it's really, it's taking the world by storm right now. Cool. Um, I'm still gonna get go back to that. Um, it, what I wanted to ask, I'm saying, um, is, do you think? Because you know that there's been this debate that we okay. people have online, okay, articles, okay, that we shouldn't call Afrobeat is Afrobeat. Afrobeat is not popular music in Nigeria. So okay. do you think that Afrobeat is is its own distinct genre? Mm. And then we have to now find a different name for the kind of songs that are coming out of Nigeria at this particular point in time. Like we've heard of Afro pop. Okay. We've heard of, you know, pop, you know. Yeah. So do you think that um we shouldn't call the songs coming out of Nigeria, the sounds coming out of Nigeria now as Afrobeat. The, the funny, funny enough, there's actually even a slight difference. The sounds actually coming out of Afrobeat. Oh, some, sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. The sounds coming out of Nigeria now called Afrobeats. There's an S to it. Oh, what yeah. is the difference between Afrobeat and Afrobeat? It's, it's the new sound. It's the new sound. I've, I've, I've not really gone into the research, but... That's the new sound. Like when you go online and you read forums and you read blogs, a lot of people talking about Afrobeats, Afrobeats, you know, that's the new sound Nigerians are creating. And it's really, really, really taking the world. But it's different from Afrobeats, which, you know, we, we know how the Afrobeat sound is. The whole fella thing, you know, with the trumpets mm-hmm. and, you know, the chords. So Afro different Afrobeats Afro Afro and Afrobeats are two different things. Two different what things. about Afropop? Afropop, of course, yes. Popular African, yeah, uh-huh. like Nigerian yeah. sounds. Okay. That's Afropop. And you have Afro House, you have Afro Soul. You know, okay. But I think the Afro, the Afro element is more about the drums, the percussion. Mm-hmm. Once you have that, you know, steady rhythm with you know, the percussion sound, it gives you that Afro feel. And then you can now fuse it. Because if you look at music, the kind of music now made is more about fusion. There's a lot of fusion mm-hmm. in music these days, so it's, uh, anything can come together. It's pretty cool. Well, thank you for that, you know, history. For yes. Those, uh, for those who are listening who do not know, yes. you know, Afrobeat and Afrobeats. It's, it's not the same thing. Um, now, one other question I have is, a lot of times we see, I'm going to sh- kind of shift to the legal side, considering that, you know, I am Yes. a soon-to-be attorney. Yes, suits. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes, um... First of all, my, the, one of the questions I have is the transition between being a producer okay. to being an artist okay. doesn't necessarily always turn out great. Okay. Like you talked about your influence, Timbaland. Like you okay. see that sometimes he does delve into being yes, an does. artist as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we are seeing a lot of Nigerian producers are now trying to move towards being not just producers. They also yeah. want to be 
artists, artists as well. Yes. Why do you think that is the case, and do you think that it is necessary for the Nigerian Nigerian producers to, to make that shift to being artists as well? Well, um, if you if well, I think somebody asked me this question before. It's really really. It's a funny. It's a funny. It's a funny topic to talk about Why because so? if you look at it. It depends on what perspective you're coming from. If you're coming from a creative side, mm -hmm. the art, the producer can decide. Oh, he wants to create, you know, he wants to bring out, he wants to sound, he wants to sing, mm -hmm. you know, because some of them actually ha are really good singers, mm -hmm. and he wants to actually just do or it. She. Or she, sorry, <laughs> really. <laughs> so she or he wants to do it because they feel they have a lot more than just production mm -hmm. that they want to bring out. Mm -hmm. But if you look at it from a business side it may not play out right because as a producer you should be thinking about good like good beats to make you know good productions and then you have to now juxtapose and juggle that with trying to write music and bring out i mean it's there's no offense if you can actually do that it's no offense but sometimes it's really hard for you to actually juggle between both and it's really a struggle. So it, sometimes it, you may actually be stronger in your in your production skills and you may be weaker in your writing skills and it may not really play out well for you. But do you think that a lot of Nigerian producers have had to make that shift or transition or merge being okay. an artist because, first of all, the infra infrastructure, infrastructure in Nigeria is extremely shoddy and limited okay in terms of publishing okay. we don't have publishing for nigerian producers Ara. i don't know how many nigerian producers know about copyrights as well oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so do you mm. think that um nigerian producers making that shift or making that transition to being artists is because to a certain to a certain level nigerian artists have avenues for making money they have shows that they can get compared to a nigerian producer who gets a one-off production deal with exactly. an artist right exactly so um what, what is your take on that yes true true you've even said a lot you know about the problems because in nigeria the infrastructure is really really slim so most of the artists try as much to do it for themselves you know it's, i mean publishing really there's really no there's really not a lot of publishing yeah but Nigeria. we have we have green light green light oh, publishing yay. that started and nice. then we also have um is it five music group that okay but you see that's the thing uh, it's not as effective i mean it's not like they're not there but it's not like as effective so most of the producers still you know go with their one-off deals you know producing in the studio getting you know their records you know sold or maybe they or they, they make and they, they can just be artists and they just go and perform and get you know whatever uh, revenue they can from performing at the show it 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 goes it goes anywhere i mean it's 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 it's, it's really competitive it's really really a struggle so you, you may know it's really it's it's really a light it's not something you I don't know how to. Well, I feel, I feel like, I feel like a, lot, a lot of, you know, I read a lot online and people okay. say, oh, this producer is trying to become an artist and like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, first of all, we don't have proper channels for producers to make money beyond making one song for an artist. Like I said, we don't have publishing in Nigeria yes. as much. Do you, Again, know like the, do you know the funny thing is most of them don't even know about royalties. They don't even know about all these copyright. things. Or copyright. They don't know about all these things. So I think it's, it's more about they need. Like and uh, they need orientation, 
basically if they need orientation to know these things because if they knew about th these things most of them won't really need to transition into being artists they can just be producers and get their money from say you know selling records or you know, being publishing their music and getting royalties you know? so speaking of um lots of artists not knowing about okay. copyright yeah. and publishing and mm -hmm. royalties mm -hmm. what do you think should or can be done okay. to help to spread that awareness do you think that nigerian producers should have a union that would well, help them with that it's process? not like they don't have a union they do first of all the union is not nobody really knows the union nobody what is the union called it's that bad like no I've, I've talked with some engineers and some producers and they've actually talked to me about you know producers and engineers actually having a union it's just that it's not really it's not it's not like in your face like no but no not too many people know about it so how can we get the word out for Nigerian producers well, to know I, I, I think the first step is for them to promote it you know through the media of course because the media will be the ones who let you know the world know or you know Nigeria know about you know a rec a producer's how should I say it a producer's uh, a group or what what do they call them uh, what association like an association like you know the DJs you have the DJ association mm -hmm. of Nigeria mm -hmm. yeah so it, maybe the producers will have like their own association you know and they could talk about it Okay. It's really, it's really, it's, this is really, really a sensitive issue. Like, it's really, it's really <laughs> deep. <laughs> yes, because like I said, it, I always, because I for me, being an A&R and yes. someone who loves music and okay. loves the music making process, okay. I always just find it a challenge when I hear about artists, or, I mean, producers. Okay relying on either um, an, an artist, artist to help them blow. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have uh, copyright. Like, you don't have uh, contracts you're signing, you know, before you say you're going to produce a record. So for me, I t I, I'm not a producer, but I'm very passionate about ensuring that Nigerian producers have access to lawyers first of all speaking of lawyers first of all okay do you even work with lawyers when you go when you when you when you say you want to work on a project because you obviously have to sign a contract oh no no well before i had i hadn't been working with lawyers but recently i just started working with lawyers because it's really important to get your legal side you know on check as a producer it'll be best to get a legal team you know so that you don't always have to be relying on the business side you can just put your mind to that creative session, make those good songs, and and then get your creative side, yes. Um, so obviously you understand the importance of having a yes, lawyer. very important. If you're thinking about making business out of your music, then you, of course, need a lawyer. You need a team. You need a team. You need a lawyer. You need a manager. Even as much as you need an accountant as well, you don't always have to be thinking about every department of your business or your your music. You understand? It's really really important. You shouldn't always be doing everything like, oh, I'm I'm the lawyer, I'm the businessman, I'm the uh, I'm the accountant, I'm the video director. No, Nigerians should stop that stuff. Like it's really it's really it's really it's irritating. It's irritating. And it's even like very painful when you see people sign contracts that if they had their lawyers Man. read through, they would have Man. caught Man. you know different traps Man, that have I been. Mean, like you people should read contracts. Wait, hold on. You say you people, aren't you about to be people? Yes, uh, we all should <laughs> read this contract. Like it's really 
I, I get contracts too and I read them. Sometimes I even go as far as annoying the, the business people because I tell them I have to really read it and send it to my legal team. You know, even though I didn't have a legal team, I had to read through thoroughly for people, I mean, for me to understand what the hell they were saying. I mean, you know, some, some will even go as far as telling you to do maybe a job for a particular tenure of maybe two years at a very, very, very... Paltry. Exactly. Paltry. Exactly. It's, 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 that's slavery, man. Modern-day slavery. And it's terrible. You shouldn't really do that. Read. If you can't read, give it to a lawyer who can read. It's as simple as that. Cool. Cool. That is really great to know. I'm glad that, you know, we have people, we have producers becoming, hopefully not just DJ Mo, obviously I know that, you know, there are people in the industry who know the importance of having a lawyer, having a manager who who would also handle the business side and you have an accountant, <laughs> having an accountant. Because I, I guess my next question would be like, because you obviously want to make the transition from being a one man show exactly. to having a music production company sometime exactly. in the future. Right? Exactly. Yes. I mean, sometimes you, you can it, some people actually do it and it works for them but i'm saying as a business because don't you want to make money as a music producer of course yes you want to so it's always best and the best thing is to actually allow other people to handle your business you know, like handle your business, your business. is there, or, is there <laughs> so cool. okay. that's that's cool okay so i forgot to ask you this what production tools what software what, what type of software do you use oh when God. you no, produce and no, which one wait no. and which one do you prefer and why no you want me to people you want me to give people my cheat code cheat code go no. Oh yeah, just well, give um, us give us eighty percent of the cheat code. The truth, the truth is, the truth is, mm -hmm. I can actually use anything that comes my way. Like I'm blessed to actually use any digital audio workstation door. But the one I'm really, really, really good at, and it gives me a lot, like easy workflow, is FL Studio. Do you know that? Do you know? Do you know? I've heard of FL Studio. Oh, yes, oh I have. God. Well, you know that. You know, I used to, you know. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, in my yeah, past yeah, life yeah, yeah, slash present life, yeah, I used to be yeah, yeah, an A and R. Yeah. So I mean, FL Studio is really good, especially with my workflow. It's easy for me to just go into different mod uh, modules and just do what I have to do. Pronto, because that's the essence of being a professional music producer. You have to do everything with time. You have to keep to time. So that's the tool i use and it's really it's really good it's really good okay. doesn't mean like it's the best though i mean every other dj digital audio workstation works practically the same all that really matters is your equipment your sound equipment that's all that matters you know i because I, I feel like a lot of a lot of producers use pro tools oh, and yeah. what is what what makes pro tools so popular what is it about Pro Tools that makes people... The sound, the sound of Pro Tools, and uh, they have a lot of plugins, mm -hmm. and uh, they have a lot of um, modu mo mod modules in the software that can really give you really good creative. But there's some new softwares really right now that they will keep, they will make Pro Tools bite the dust, you understand? Mm -hmm. It's it, it's really a competitive software market right now. <laughs> I won't. And so uh, Pro Tools, they they are actually really doing great for themselves because they even have, um, they have schools where you know you have to learn Pro Tools to become certified producer. So I think that's really good. You know, well, am I making sense? No, you are making sense. That's okay. cool. Um, sticking with the whole production, not with the whole. Sticking with the production aspect, what makes a 
production great or stand out for you? For me, um, first of all, I would first of all like to listen to your to the genre. I'd like to know the genre because I I'm not so biased in the sense I would like to know your idea of creation, what where, where what you wanted to bring up. And then from your genre, I already know the elements, you know, that will stand out for me. And then once those things are really, really good, and then, of course, a good voice with good texture and a good mix, you know, all those things are really, really important. Because if you have all those things on check, then with a good melody, you, you have a good song. So you feel like that's that that's what will make a great production for you? Yes. Okay. And as a producer, do you feel... Not, not do you feel... Let me backtrack. As a producer... No, no, no. I'm trying, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to phrase my question in the okay. best possible way. Yeah. Um, because obviously that also involves um, the business side as well. But okay. as a producer, in your opinion, okay. right, yeah. do people underestimate the importance of a great record doing, taking, a, taking an artist's career to a different level? Do people underestimate the importance of having a great record versus just having song one song two song you know what i'm trying to say it, it they do they do it's so it's so it's so unfortunate the, the the artists we have in nigeria they just bring out songs like every two weeks you know and they just feel that's the way it should be it's all about qual- uh, quantity but really it's about the quality of you can have a great sound and it can last you for years and that sound can actually take an artist from point a to point b like it could even win you a grammy you understand, but it, you that sound must really come out great, because if it doesn't come out great, then it's just going to be a song, a track. But if it, if it's really done properly and with the right promotion and all that, you will have a really really good career. Yeah, you know, that's just bringing out uh, uh, ten tracks in in three months doesn't it doesn't really yeah. cut because I, I i think that people really all oh, people really always underestimate the importance of having not just a great record yes. but also a great album yes you know but I, again for me because we're in the we're in the world now whereby the album is slowly but surely diminishing and it's more <laughs> no but it's true but it's more of more of a digital world yeah though. it's you more know, of a you have digital you know everything is all digitalized now yeah, so it's all it, a singles market you understand so, but it, now you even have eps mm-hmm. you don't even have to bring out like 17 or 18 tracks now right. you can just do like six tracks yeah. you know everything is a bit easier now because of technology so and then you have avenues where people can be heard you have soundcloud you have mixcloud you have so many like platforms where you can put your stuff on and you can just record stuff. But notwithstanding, even though you have those platforms easily and people come to your, and you have a good following and all that, you still need to have a good sound. You should take each sound as a potential project. Make all of them sound outstanding so that, I mean, you don't know where it could take you tomorrow. Somebody may just listen to you and they just, oh, they want to sign you or they want to use your music or something. So... Don't give up. Don't give up. Bring out good sound. It helps. It really helps. Great. So I have a couple more minutes with DJ Mo in the studio. Are I you, want to just you, ask you a few more questions <laughs> before I go on to... I'm having fun here. Well, that is good to know. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, what keeps you motivated as a producer or just as DJ Mo? Yikes. Motivated. What keeps me motivated is working on my craft, working on my sound. The sound I make today is not the sound I want to make in three months. So I always work on my craft. I always make my sound outstanding, work basically on how 
my process of making music is and what my output is. So I think that's what keeps me motivated because I, especially when I have like a new tool or a new software, it, that's like a really good rush of motivation. It makes me want to bring out something great with that tool. You know, I think it's, I don't know, is, is, is there something wrong with me? No. You know, exactly. <laughs> like once I just have this new, I'm like, oh man, I, ah, this new software. Oh, I want to make something good. And then, you know, I just get into this process of just creating, like I could just make like 10 beats cool. or 10 songs. And it's just, it's a good motivation. Something fresh. I always like being fresh, fresh ideas, fresh, you know. Thoughts cool. and stuff. I was gonna crack a joke that uh, the, I hope the recession is also motivating you. Right, <laughs> nah, the recession is not. I mean, if if the recession is motivating you as a producer, then I'm sorry for you. I mean, then what now happens when there's no recession? You understand. You I just, mean, you, sh- you should have that passion regardless. of make exactly of making music. It shouldn't be oh because you have to pay rent or you have to pay nepa bills. So because of that, you make a commercial sound which is what it will result to eventually you now have to make something that everybody likes or everybody's buying or selling it's common that's not a producer man mm. yes <laughs> let me let me do this <laughs> <laughs> no but it's true now come on okay all right um how many of the artists that you've worked with okay. have been able, like, let's say someone reaches out to you, like DJ Mo, I mm-hmm. want you to produce this track, and mm-hmm. you heard their song. Mm-hmm. How many of the, how many of the artists you've worked with have been able to reproduce that sound in the studio? Does Re- that make any sense? Reprodu- no, they, so they reproduce you, what sound? The, like what you heard them on a record. Like, okay. okay. So you hear me, Shade, and okay. like I was release a song. Okay. And you hear it on the radio. Okay. And then I call you. I'm like DJ Mo, I want you to produce another record for me. Yeah. And then we get into the studio. And maybe I don't sound as good as I okay. do on the radio. So okay. um, I guess my question is, how many of the artists that you have worked with okay. ha- have been able to reproduce the same thing the same, they did yeah. like on the record yeah, live? Voice, you know, how it's, a, it's a big yeah. struggle. Not so many. The reason why is because I always pick the artists I work with. So I always make sure that whatever they do or whatever they've done, they can actually do in the studio. Mm. Do you do you get what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then it's also very good for them that whatever they can do in the studio, they can do live. Because it's really a big challenge when you actually listen to a great record and then you go to the person's uh, concert and the person is sounding like shit. You know, it's not um, it's not really pleasing. You know, to so I always make it uh, important that the person sounds really great. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as the record sounds. Okay. Cool. A okay. couple of more questions on just the music, legal, and business side. Okay. This is a question that I've had, I struggled with. Okay. Um, but the question is, what is the singular threat okay. to the effective monetization of music production in the Nigerian music industry? Singular threat. I think um, this this issue, this this question. I don't know. It's it's really it's really it's really dodgy. You know. Um, Singular threats. Before you even have a single, before you even have a singular threat, you should even have a structure. Mm. Do you understand? I mm-hmm. think we talked about a structure. Yeah. You know, be, be, be Nigeria being a structureless, well, well, At almost exactly. So it's until there's a structure that you even have a threat. Do mm. you get? Do yes. you get what yes. I'm saying? Yes, I totally get that. Exactly. So, and and, and I, I think I was saying it before that some producers don't even know that you can even monetize, you know, your beats. Mm-hmm. They just think it's oh, I have a beat, a one one off, 
you know, one of payment. That's all. That's most of. That's mostly what they think. So. Until we have a structure. Yes. Until we have. Yes, exactly. There's a singular threat to monetization. Cool. All right. Final question on being a producer is (laughs) now. I just need you to mention two songs, okay, past and present, okay, that you wish. Okay, so let me let me let me let me let me backtrack. Okay. In twenty sixteen, are there any songs or albums that you wish you had produced? Which ones are they, and why? Two songs in 2016. Yeah, two songs in 2016. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I love you. <laughs> uh, um, and why? I, 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 love, I love Simi's uh, Love. Love Don't Care? Love Don't Care. Oh, That's cool. such a beautiful song. Nice. Why, and why, why, why would you? First of all, her voice texture is out of this world. Mm. That's, she has a lovely voice. Ex- exactly. Shout out to Simi, man. Like, Simi, amazing. And then the instrumentation it was it was amazing. It was um, it was it was really professional sound, you know. And uh, it was so subtle. You did, it, it wasn't busy. You didn't need oh, much power, in the song. Yes. You understand? So, and that's a kind of like, like I do EDM. That's a song that I can actually remix. You know, and give it a different mm. feel. You know, to and it's it's really it's really. <laughs> oh my god! Shout out to Oscar for okay, producing. Yeah, he, does, yeah. he produces all of our Most other of songs. Our songs yes, 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 so, yes, yes. Okay, so Simi song, and okay. then which other one would you want to would you want to produce? I like this guy's song, Tijan. What is it called? Aduke. Aduke. Oh. oh my god! <laughs> like I was like, oh my god, who's this guy? You know, like I really, I really, I really wished I could have done that that was such a good record man. Wow. shout out to Coburn yes, that's my senior because... that's my senior in secondary school man <laughs> oh, Floriet. oh, oh yeah, yes, yes. He did go to KC yes as well. yes funny but enough Coban, you know people Coban people Coban people, people yes he is yeah. people did people don't even know we're in the same music class are you serious yes but I'm not going to say that because I want any <laughs> recognition I'm just saying that because <laughs> but I mean, that's we, it, that I'm just <laughs> no but we actually were in the same music class wow. but yes how was he did you know how he was on in school, yeah, like because in same music class, like did he? Yes, I mean, I mean, we were doing mostly music theory at that time. So, I mean, he was of course he was playing our school anthem. He was playing the national anthem. Uh-huh. He was an, an entertainer in school. Wow. Like even as far back as just through the guy was entertaining the That's whole school. Cool. That's, That's crazy. Cool. Yeah. So. so the two songs would be Tijan Adu- Tijan's Aduke and Simi's, and Simi's Love, Love Don't Care. Care. Cool. Amazing. Now, two songs in the past that you wish you had produced, either two songs or albums you wish, because the ones you just mentioned are just songs, yeah. singles. Yeah. Now, in the past, do you mm-hmm. have any two songs or albums that you wish you had produced think, and why? Uh, um, Aliyah's uh, More Than A Woman. <gasps> the production, man. That production, it just... It just keeps me speechless, you know. <laughs> do, you know do, do, do you feel it? No, feel no, 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 no. Like, oh, you know, Aliyah. Like, I grew up like Aliyah oh. was like she's like my first love. Oh. Like that was that was the first tape my father ever got for me. Are you serious? Yes, really, wow. Aliyah, and I still have that tape till today. Wow, I have her entire album. So you know, it's funny. I was chatting with um, not chatting, but okay. um, I had I had that as one of my throwback videos. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I usually have this like random throwback videos I do on Instagram. Okay, and I'm. The, another producer, XYZ, shout out to XYZ, oh. said the exact same thing you said. Are and you he talked about, you know, the beauty and the simplicity of more than a woman, which is so interesting. So I think you have a... You, shout you, out to Timberland, man. Like, Tim, Tim, Timberland just comes up with my, like, gold, gold, golden, golden star. 
Man, the guy is just amazing, man. He just comes out with hits, hits after hits. And his production is just super. I mean, like doing Empire, man. Come on. I got it, man. Like, do you watch Empire? Well, I do. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I like. Maybe I'm like. It's really interesting. You know, you know the funny thing is, I kind of don't like Empire anymore. The new season, they actually put Rodney Jenkins. Why? Why would you? Why do would? That? <gasps> exactly. Wait, wait, no. Like, I exactly. like Rodney. What do you mean? Uh, no. Like Rodney's no, like producer no. of producers. Hell what no, do you hell mean? No, hell no. Are you serious? With next to Timberland, really? Right. Yeah, I know. No, I know. I know. Like Rodney Jenkins, Grammy Award winning yes. producer. I mean, no disrespect. Shout out to Rodney Jenkins. Yeah, come on, no. <laughs> Next to Timberland, nah. Really? I'm sorry. This new season is crap. Rodney, no be me we talk more. Now DJ me we talk more. So I'm <laughs> me and my team, Rodney. I'm so sorry. It's such a disaster. Um, <laughs> like the disaster. I mean, like you mean in terms of production level? That's what you're yeah, saying. I mean, the songs are re- their songs are good, but they don't really catch. So Timberland has stopped producing for the season. Has yeah, they, they. Yes, he he stopped in the end of season two. Oh wow. From, I think what I gathered, I think they had the uh, creative differences. Oh really? Yes, I even heard. You know, Kid Cudi actually wanted to write for Empire, um, but really? they, that didn't happen as well. So, oh. I mean, I, I guess I Interesting. guess things just okay. happen the way they do. So, okay, so Aliyah's more than a woman, and then what is the other one? Can we, can we just pick an album this time? Because you all, you all an you, album. Yes, all you picked are singles. I mean, come on, we had albums back in the day. So, my brother, pick pick. Albums. I mean, like, well, my favorite album when I was in school, when I was in high school. Um, Eve, Eve's Evolution. Hmm. That's an album, man. Like, that's an album. And that album did not do as well as... As in, but you know, see, that, that album, man, the production man, was really blazing. Like, I used to... I knew the song from start to finish. But Evolution is not the one... Wait, Evolution is... Eve's album, Evolution. Yeah. It the had, one with gangster loving. Yeah. The one with uh, what, 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 satisfaction. What, yes. That's what, yeah. And that album yeah. did not, which is so weird. Well, just like two or three songs. Yes. I guess, you know. I, cause I like, love I mean, like, loving. Party in the Rain, that's uh, produced by Swiss Beats. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my God. You know, shout out to Sweet Beats. Swiss Beats, that's another producer I really respect, man. Because yes, he has really peculiar sound and. You know, he used to meddle with that whole 808 sound mm. in those days. You know, the whole trap and everything. It's, man. Cool. Producers do. They do. They do. So, <laughs> we've, come to, we've gathered that you would have, you would love to have, in 2016, that you'd love to have produced Simi's Lot Don't Care. Exactly. Tijani's Azu Care. Exactly. And in the past, you'd have wanted to produce um, Aaliyah's More Than a Woman yes. and Eve's Evolution Evolution album. album. Very interesting. It is. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, I I actually love Eve's. I love that album, okay. especially Gangster Loving. Oh I don't God. even know why it didn't get as much. Oh um, I guess no, it got airplay, but it, it wasn't. Did. It wasn't as much as I thought it would have gotten. Okay. It was a really, really great song. Yeah. So, it was. Um, it was. And like you said, yes. party in the rain. People, people actually like party in the rain. I but do. I, I, I um, do like that song. I, yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. Yeah. But we have come to the end of the interview with DJ Yes. Mo. All the production and creative and business and legal questions that I could throw at you, I have done. Yes. Now I am going to switch to the rapid fire questions really before I let you go because I took six months <sighs> to get Ooh, you here. So I'm going to. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> okay, quickly. Lagos, Abuja. Lagos. Why? Comfort. Comfort. Abuja does not have comfort. No, I'm comfortable with Lagos. I feel lost in Abuja. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry to the Abuja people. That no, I'm not Abuja is cool. No disrespect. I'm <laughs> okay, sorry. so white rice or fada? Jollof. 
Wait, I don't understand. I said wife as well. I'm sorry. I can't disrespect Jolof. Jolof I'm sorry. Jolof like, a... Jolof is bae. Like, Jolof... <laughs> Jolof makes the world go round. Jolof, Ghanaian or Nigerian Jolof? Niger, come on. Come on. But you Ray. go to Ghana often. So yeah, I'm yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, Ghanaian Jolof rice is, 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 is top notch. <laughs> it's top notch. But you see, Nigerian Jolof beats any other. I'm sorry. Mm. Okay, let me anyway talk. I'm this is not just be- right. because I'm patriotic. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, so, cool, cool story. Okay, <laughs> so it's between suit or native, which one would you choose? Casual. Why? I said suit or native. See, uncle. Okay, okay, one okay. Stick to oh, one. Okay. Why? 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 Well, I, I, I like wearing suits. I like to look prim and proper. I like to. You, you don't know, like native. I mean, native. I mean, yeah, I do, but I mean, I prefer suits. But I mean, there's a way you can just wear your native suit. You know that will fit you, and everything will just fall in place. Because I'm telling you, like, there's some Yoruba demons you've seen. <laughs> You'll be reconsidering like, your life. Are you one of the ladies <laughs> that you know? Are you one of those ladies that you know wear like Agbada? Like, Actually, Euro- I, I, I would. Shoko, I would really, I really want to. Are you that serious? Look. I, I think that's I cool. I think that's yeah, really it's new. It's really, yeah, I like it's it. It's really cool. Especially for me, I'm such a tomboy. So I'm oh, just, you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you are really. No, I, like I, really. I didn't really know. <laughs> you look like a lady. Tells my moonlight. Alright, favorite food? Dodo. Yes. <laughs> Dodo, Dodo yes. plantain, yes. man, all that's the way. His, that's his life. I As agree. In, that's his actually bae, for I'm real. So, I'm like, sorry. Yeah, like, I agree. No like, have you ever, like, you know, it's, I feel like sometimes, like, it's so mental. Like, yeah. I see rice and chicken, <laughs> and I'm like, Something is missing. Exactly. What is what is going on? The missing here? rib. Like, like, come on. And even when I try to eat it, it's what's like, that dodo, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't do this. And even when I try to eat it, it's not, it just tastes funny. I'm like, something is missing. So yeah, we agree, dodo for the win. Exactly. Um, most embarrassing moment. Hmm. I've never really thought about any embarrassing moments. You don't have any. I don't think I have. You're too cool like that. Well, I mean, even if I had, I wouldn't even want to talk about it. Oh, sorry. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Define 2016 in one word for you. Just one word. Progress. Progression. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Now, what's your 2017 outlook creatively and business-wise? 2017, I hope we'll, be, we'll have more opportunities and we'll be... Uh, a, a new frontier to a lot of things that will come. Cool. That's that's what I hope. Okay. For 2017. I hope that for you as well. Amen. Yeah, so and you too. Actually, yeah. this is a very lovely. This is a lovely show. Thank I, you. I, I love being you. on this show. Yeah. I've had fun today. Great. I'm so yeah. glad you did. Thank you so much, DJ Mo. This was really really fun. Yes, it was. Actually. It took me six months to get you here. Yes, it did. But <laughs> you know, the Lord is on my side. <laughs> Must be prayerful. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one. Eh? Well, I, I need to get back to good the Lord. In <laughs> yeah. But you know, I have. To, I hope to have you back on here soon. Yes, yes, and yes. for those who are listening and do not know DJ Mo, okay. how can they connect with you? Can you give us your Instagram, yes, yes, yes. Twitter? Yeah, and, um, you can follow me on Instagram, DJ M O E. That's D letter D letter J letter M letter O letter E zero one. Zero. So DJ Mo zero one. Yes, that's on Twitter, and on Instagram. The same. Yes, the same. Okay. Yes. Cool. Just follow me and hit me up, and we could, you know, vibe from there. Very cool. And as always, if you want to connect with me, you can follow me on Twitter at Shade Nonconform. 
Instagram. I'm still trying to work out the, you know, <laughs> I feel like I'm so paranoid about Instagram. Like, I don't want to, like, curse me out and say, like, you look ugly. And then I oh curse Oh, my God. Me. No, yeah. I don't think you look ugly. <laughs> well, I'm just I mean, saying that, you know. says you look ugly uh, must have really bad eye defects. Yeah. I mean, like, thank you. Thank no, you. No, the girl is blushing. No. The girl is blushing. You're actually poor criticism. <laughs> you have to look it up. Oh, oh okay. I'll look it up. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. To stay up to date, make sure you follow the show at the Shade Nonconform Show. I believe that's at T H E S N C Show. And we'll be back next week with another exciting and insightful guest to talk more about the music business in Nigeria and the creative process. Stay tuned. Bye bye. I hope that you enjoyed my interview with DJ Mo. To ensure that you don't miss subsequent episodes, you can follow us on our various social media handles. On Twitter, we are at the SNC Podcast. So that's T H E S N C Podcast. So the SNC Podcast. On SoundCloud, you can find us at the SNC, SNC Show. So that's T H E S N C Show. On Instagram, we also are at the SNC Show handle. And we will be active on iTunes and YouTube shortly. And for those who would like to reach out to me by email, my email is Shade Nonconformist at gmail.com or shadenonconformist at yahoo.com alternatively you can follow me on twitter at shade nonconform till next week bye